many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So, if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome to the Life Unscripted Podcast. Building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, there's a million things to do and you only have two hands, but not to fret. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're going to do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up. Okay, Nana. 
Hello, you guys, and welcome to another edition of the Life Unscripted Podcast by Organized Energy. Um, I am your girl, Tiff, and I thank you for joining us for another edition. So as you all may know, if you follow the platform and if you tune in often, you all normally don't get video. <laughs> it's usually audio, but this is a very special occasion because this is Black History Month. And um, I wanted to do something special for Black History Month. So I thought, well, one thing I'm gonna have to do is stop hiding behind the camera and behind the microphone and, uh, and come out of hiding. And uh, the second thing is I wanted to highlight and feature some incredible professionals that are within the African-American community who's making positive impact um, on their local or global community. And so, with that being said, I took a look at my LinkedIn Rolodex and um, I, I thought, who is it that I'm connected with that I'm really not connecting with? You know, we have a lot of people that we're connected with on various social media platforms and we just kind of collect folk like we collect cards or collect rocks sometimes, you know, but who do we really know in our networks? And so I thought that I'm going to be intentional this month about connecting with the people I'm already connected with. And so Ms. Shelly Coulter is one of those phenomenal people that I wanted to get to know better. And, um, and I know that she has some amazing things going on that I wanted you all to get to know uh, more about as well. So with that being said, our Black History in the Making Spotlight person of the day is Ms. Shelly Coulter. So I wanna welcome you to today's show. Well, thank you so much for even thinking of me, giving me that um, introduction. You know, I'm humbled um, when as a, a business person or just as a woman, a black woman, we are sometimes overlooked. And so when we are positioned in um, on a platform and given these accolades, sometimes you're like, you know what? I am deserving of that. Yes. So I thank you for thinking of me and, and I look forward to this, this conversation that we're going to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm so excited about it as well. Um, you, you, I, I kind of watch from, like I say, my LinkedIn page and we just, you know, it's been something, I tell you, one thing has been, um, I did not know how, how many wonderful things my LinkedIn connections were involved in and were doing. I really didn't until I started this series. And in fact, since I've been doing these videos in this particular series, it has really inspired me to want to just do this ongoing and not just limit it to Black History Month. Um, I've had people come on and I'm learning, you know, we see their profile. And that's the thing that I've been trying to do with LinkedIn. So with LinkedIn, um, we see the exterior and we see the business suit. We see the professional headshots and we see, you know, that's what we see. And we don't really see sometimes a person's brand being humanized, you know, and we don't really know, we know that we're all humans, but we kind of put on this thing. And so I don't, you don't know who's who and what's going on. Well, I've, I've, I've interviewed some people and they play the saxophone. They are, uh, they do all kinds of like really cool things beyond the fact that they have this title professionally, you know, um, and it's just been incredible to find out, you know, one of the things I always ask folks, and I ask you too, one of the things I've asked people uh, when we've been doing this is I say, well, you know what I really want to know, you know, after all the other things you didn't share with me, I say, what can you do at the spades table? <laughs> <laughs> and that's always been a really good point, especially during Black History Month, 
that's been a great point of conversation because, you know, just within our culture, we play cards, you know, not that anybody else doesn't play cards, but, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we kind of can connect around the card table, you know, at least growing up, I recall my parents and then me, you know, this is what we do. Uh, and so anyway, that's always been something that we've been, and then the other thing is music, you know, and so just being able to connect and then it's just kind of helped me just become to build you know, I just, I'm like, I want to know more about you. Like, when could we do this again? Type of thing, you know? So tell us, first, I'm going to ask you, what can you do at the card table? And can we be space partner? Like, what you going to do now? But secondly, let us know more about what is it that you do professionally? And then we'll lead into what are some things that we wouldn't even know that you do personally that we might would find interesting. So let's start with the card thing. What can you do at the card table, Miss Shelley? And then well, we'll move you on. Know, you know, I, um, I, you don't know, but spades was not my strength, okay. but dominoes was. So well, I'm I'm good to be a domino person, okay. a partner. Oh yeah, everybody, my husband, he would get upset because all of his friends or our family would say, we want Shelly to be our partner because I'm good at numbers. Okay. I okay. am the type of person that will be calculating, you know, don't take me to a, a in any type of casino and play no blackjack because I'll be counting numbers, probably cheating and get making sure that I, you know, can get that 21 or whatever I'm supposed to have to win that game. So uh, a little bit about myself, you know, it's very hard to talk about yourself um, really in professional or non-professional. Um, I am um, authentic is what I say is that because when we're in the professional world, we have to adapt to who we're working for. Yes. But when you start working for yourself, you have to actually tell your own story. Yes. So I am a storyteller. And with that being said, I have been gravitated to towards education and non-for-profit. So non-for-profit organizations, I've been executive director over a foundation uh, for a big school, urban core school district, uh, raising millions of dollars, not thousands, but millions, showing them how to position themselves as far as impacting and, and earning that trust to build a social capital that will support the organization. Because mm -hmm. when you look at urban core, there's a lot of people uh, on the outside looking in wondering are, are actually looking and saying, well, you know, why will we support it? Because they're always going to be a struggle. Mm -hmm. So in my position in the educational foundation, my role was to build that trust with mm -hmm. legacy alumni or those that are wanting to uh, be in support of build, making sure we can come out of the situation instead mm -hmm. of staying in the situation. Mm -hmm. So um, in the midst of that, um, I showed this urban core school district. Um, I introduced them to people that they didn't think that were in their backyard wow. and be, by telling their story. So storytelling has always been my strength. Um, I have been able to travel. Uh, corporations have flown me places that no one would ever believe I've gone, but on LinkedIn, on social media, I never shared mm -hmm. because I didn't know what platform to share it with. Mm -hmm. So on LinkedIn, you know, you look at it and I've changed my title many times, change agent, mm -hmm. um, corporate storyteller. Um, you know, I, I didn't know how to identify myself. Mm -hmm. So who am I? I am a children's author. Um, I have a series of children's books that were based upon uh, storytelling of my youngest child, who is now 12. 
Um, I have also helped develop um, music industry um, platforms, um, people in who are wanting to tell their story as far as uh, ghost writing books, um, all those things I have done, but I haven't been able to build that platform to tell my story. So I am, I, I absolutely love the fact of, uh, of knowing that you are an author of your, of your children's books. And I know we have talked off camera uh, kind of about some of the inspiration behind those books. As an author myself, it's always a pleasure to meet another author, you know? Um, and so one thing I want you to do, and of course we'll get these links uh, to everyone once we're, you know, um, you know, on the various platforms, but if you could let, let us know a couple of the titles of your books and if you would direct us to a website, where can we find some of your children's books? Okay, but all my books are based upon the life experiences of Nyla and Nana. Uh, Nyla is my, actually she is, um, my niece, who I had the pleasure and honor of raising from one week old up until now she's 12 years old. Um, you, all the books are about her life experiences. Um, Nyla and her special scarf, Nyla uh, and the butterfly, Nyla and her special pancakes. They were all about, all the books are based, she's my muse. And she, they're based on the, um, the way she brought life to us. She is really, really funny little girl who is just a free spirit. And uh, I started writing these books about her because they were hilarious. I was at a desk at a job. And in uh, three days, I had wrote 10 books. Oh, and I did not on. even know they were books until I even put them in manuscript format, not knowing that's how you uh, presented oh, no. a manuscript um, to a publishing company. So I shared them with one of my colleagues who's in education and she replied back and she says, you know, these are books. And I said, no, they're not. I just wanted to build a legacy for her to where she would know she can reflect and read something that I put together about while she was growing. So um, the books, um, I sent them out and I had four publishing companies offer me a deal for the books. But as I looked at them and they wanted me to change some things, I felt, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. So I could do this myself. So I started self-publishing myself. I didn't know at that time that being me self-publishing, I became a publishing company. Yes. yes. I didn't know that. And yes. then with that being said, um, that branched out to people reaching out to me saying, how can we buy these books? So I did, I just created my own website, which is www.shellycoulter.com. And I really just gave them away. I wasn't even okay. selling them. Um, one of my social capital that was supporting me for the foundation that I was over, he used to do all my printing for free. And so he, I told him about my books and he said, can you send it over to me? So when I sent the books over to him, he started printing the, the books for me for free instead of me going through the distribution company. And so I started giving them away at preschools. And um, there's a lot of social workers now who have reached out because they're social and emotional yes. books. And so I have, we are uh, now in Canada, we're in Jamaica, we're in um, 
20 different states and oh, we're come in on. four libraries. Seriously. And all of it started out with just me telling the story of this witty and free spirit little girl. I am, you know, the whole time you're talking about this, I just felt so warm inside because <laughs> I'm all, I'm a, I'm a mom of four and we both know as, as moms, first and foremost, we are natural, natural nurturers, you know, it's just what we do. And, um, so one of our jobs is just to build them up, just to, we pour into them as much love as we can um, so that they can feel that, so they can go out in this world and they, they have a level of confidence, you know, that otherwise they may not have had. It starts at home. And so when you were talking about the basis of your books and that Nyla is your muse, um, it just, I was constantly, when you were talking, I was thinking about how special Nyla must feel to know that her mom loved her so much that she has written these books about her. You know, she's got books that have been written about her lived experiences. And it just must feel so incredible to be so loved. You know, there are so many kids that don't feel loved, you know, that don't have the proper nurturing that we would like to see ch all children have. And so this is just such an incredible act of love that you as a mom have, have given to her. And, um, and, and given the fact that you have, um, you're her bonus mommy, you know, you've, you yeah. know, and you've taken her on, um, sometimes children, you know, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. So my daughter, her middle name is Soleil, my baby girl, her middle name is Soleil. I've always been in love with Punky Brewster as a kid. I've always loved the name Soleil Moon Fry. It was so eclectic to me and I'm such a free spirit. And so the name Soleil Moon Fry has just always, I mean, even as a kid, I have just always loved her name. So my other children, you know, from my ex-husband, they have a, a pattern to their names. And this, uh, my youngest, I said, I want to do something different. I don't want to, you know, didn't want her dad and I kind of went back and forth. He didn't want it to be the pattern from the previous marriage's kids' names. And I said, what, you know, and anyway, I, that name just kept coming to me. And so uh, I remember while I was pregnant with her, Soleil Moonfry, Punky Brewster's real mom, uh, was interviewed on a show and she, and they asked, where'd you get her name from? And she said, because Soleil is French for sunshine. And so she was saying, because she's my sun in the day and she's my moon at night. And I just loved, loved it, loved it. And so anyway, uh, so my daughter, uh, I tell her all the time and we, I show her because fortunately we can go on to, uh, what do we look at Punky Brewster on? Punky Brewster is on the Peacock Network. So the old school Punky Brewster episodes are on Peacock. And so on Sundays when I'm resting, that's our day of rest. We watch, we get in the bed together and we watch old Punky Brewster episodes. My baby, although my, my, my kids are adults, I've got this eight-year-old, <laughs> you know, here I go with grown kids. So, but we get in the bed and we watch Punky Brewster over and over again. And I say, that's who you got your name from, you know? And, um, but that being said, um, I try to pour into her as much as I can. And I love to just love on her. I want her to feel loved. And so when you're telling your story about Nyla, it made me think about my experiences with my Paislin. Her name is Paislin Soleil. And so I think about that, those experiences and I'm just like, you know, I know she tells me all the time, mom, you don't have to hug me all the time. You know, I didn't get that as a kid. And so I just, I'm, I probably overly do it with her, you know, but uh, I just want her to feel loved. And so I love what you're doing with Nyla. 
Um, and in fact, I love that, that Soleil Moon Fry so much. My publishing company um, is called Amora Moon Publishing. And so um, Amora, you know, Amora, French word for yeah. love moon to me that's a, that's light love and light you know a moon is light even in the midst of darkness you know it's still shining and so i love a more so that's the name i put my publishing company is a more moon so i love it that we have these things in common yes um it's incredible um to be able to be a storyteller um so anyway all that being said so what else are you into beyond work what do you do for pleasure um as a mom of a younger baby, I know that your older ones are adults too. So what do you do to kind of, to, to cater to you and love on yourself? Um, it's hard to do that. Um, I am a new grandmother. Um, I have a grandson. Um, my children live in Los Angeles. Um, and so my daughter's been there now for 10 years. We dropped her off in college and, and that's all she wrote. And so, well, more than 10 years now. So she's been there like 14 years. Okay. And so my son um, is, and my daughter both are very creative. Okay. Um, and their, their careers are just unbelievable to whereas I, I like to sit back in the meantime and reflect. Okay. So how do I reflect? I travel to California about every two to three weeks. Get out of town. Yes, to go see my my grandbaby and to see my children. Okay. Uh, what I've learned to do is start um, speaking affir affirmations over myself. Okay. And I started um, making myself present before everyone else. Um, Nyla's 12 and my oldest is 35. Okay. And so my son is 31, my daughter's 35. And they're probably going to kill me because I'm telling their age because they look like they're still in their 20s. <laughs> um, but Nyla keeps me young, but sometimes I have to step away. Okay. Um, and I still love to write. I'm writing my own book right now. It's very hard to write about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's taken a little bit more time. Um, I love music. What, um, what's on your playlist? Uh, all my playlist is all 80s. Uh, and beyond, uh, before that. Seven. Okay. Okay. Um, I am still a mint condition. Um, yes. uh, Elle DeBarge, uh, Eric Bonet, um, um, you know, women, I do like their music, but I, I still like, um, I like Jennifer Hudson, mm -hmm. but I'm more or less of the men. Yeah, you know, yeah, I like yeah. all those love songs, yes. ones that it keep you just like, oh my God, just hoping and dreaming. But um, I started taking care of me. Mm -hmm. uh, when you hit a certain plat plateau in your life, um, I'm over 50 now. Mm -hmm. And when I was growing um, into where I wanted to be when I grow up, I'm still growing. I'm still trying yes. to figure that out. And, and being on different platforms, as I stated before. Um, it puts you into, whereas a person asks you about yourself, you start talking about your job, you start mm -hmm. talking about your children, but they're asking about you. And so what I've learned in this business world as a grown up is that in order for me to be successful in any platform or corporate or business that I'm working, I have to make sure I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that I'm, I'm speaking about my abilities, my capabilities, the gifts that I have in order to be that person that you're asking about. I so, love that. Yeah. Tell so, us some, some people are not um, familiar with 
the positive uh, affirmations that, you know, some people say positive self-talk, um, but affirmations that, um, that could be spoken over their lives or not even familiar with really truly what that the, the the positive impact that just doing such a thing picking up such a practice can have so tell us give us just maybe two or three positive affirmations that maybe the people that are watching or listening um might be able to practice or utilize i know that a lot of times it can be personal you know or whatnot as far as what you need for you but give us this two or three that might be that anyone might be able to use versus this positive that can, can you know possibly positively impact the trajectory of even their day? I always wake up with a song. I've okay. been that type of person. I will wake up with a song. I, one time I woke up with a song um, about, uh, would you, uh, what is Jamie Foxx singing? I don't want to be a gold digger. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking to myself, why would I wake up with that? What was that all about? I didn't even watch a movie that mm -hmm. had anything to do with it. But your mindset, is the key to how you're going to be that day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so in order to change my mindset, I have to talk myself out of it. Even if it's me talking to myself, I might wake up and not want to go uh, just get out of bed, but I have to say, you know what? You're worthy. That's right. Get up out of this bed. You woke up this morning. There's someone breathe, breathe life into mm -hmm. your your body. So get up out of the bed. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm going into a job that I, I chose, mm -hmm. always remember you chose a job. Yes. The job didn't choose you. That's when, right. And when you go to that job, you have to enjoy it. If it's something that you don't enjoy, then you can change that. That's right. In, in your mindset, you know, and, and don't, and I never look at money, mm -hmm. never look at money as a, a reason and a means for me going, because see, the more money you make, the less money you save. That's but when right. you go to a job and it's one that you, we have to grow to where I'm talking right now, mature. But if I'm going to a job that is really draining me, mm -hmm. I have to say, I chose you. That's right. How am I going to position myself today in order for me to be successful? Although it might make me feel uncomfortable, this is part of my journey. This is yes. where I'm supposed to go in order for me to understand the process I have to understand this assignment. Yes, so, and and very important that your that you that the things we do on a daily basis are in alignment with our assignment. A lot of times we don't have the joy that we ought to have because we're operating out of alignment. We're not in alignment with our assignment. We're we're saying yes to things we had no business saying yes to. We're signing up for and applying for things. And sometimes people have to do what they have to do. I get that part, but a lot of times, like you said, we do have the power of a choice. You know. And so I love what you're saying and where you're going there. And I think somebody is going to be touched by this. I, I'm loving what you're saying. I hate to interrupt it, but I, it was so good. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, so you always just three things, you know, wake up. Your mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. If you can wake up and position yourself to really believe in you, then you're going to continue to go through the process. Mm -hmm. um, my affirmations for myself is to love me. Mm -hmm. I have mornings to where I don't love me mm -hmm. and I have to say, you know what, you might look in that mirror and see something that no one else has seen, but if you're a reflection of the way you walk and talk, then somebody's going to be able to receive that. It's yes. something they're going to need. It's something they're going to, you know, you're going to be, you want to be that light. And I always yes. consider myself to yes. be the light 
that shines because someone shined a light for me. Yes. To even talk this way. And it didn't necessarily come from a foundation of home. Mm -hmm. It came from a foundation of someone who was positioned for me to see. Yes. It's so incredible that, and I love um, the, you can do that a lot through the art of story, of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found through my podcast, I started off podcasting. I thought I was going to have it just as another social media platform for my business. You know, I do personal and professional development training and all this business development. You know, I, I like to see things kind of go from zero to a hundred. I like to just help things, mm-hmm. you know, kind of develop. Um, and so and I like to see things being better. And uh, anyway, I thought that's what I was going to do my podcast about. End up being probably the second episode I recorded called As Tired Boss. And it really, I, I was going to do something else that day, but there was a life thing that was happening and I was drained and I was tired. And I felt like I needed to, to record about this without being specific about it. And I thought I was being slick and kind of just, speaking in general terms and and was going to get through this podcast just fine. I wanted to show up in excellence. I wanted to show up like I had all my stuff together and whatever. We didn't want, I didn't want to show a sign of weakness. And um, I broke down crying in the midst of that episode and I started to delete it. And I was like, I'm not going to let them hear me cry. And maybe if they wonder, can they hear me crying? I don't want to redo this whole thing. I don't want them to hear me crying. Can they even tell? So I went ahead. Something just told me to put it out there anyway. And just be transparent with the what I was saying, but still hoping and praying people wouldn't know that I was crying as I was saying it, you know, and people knew. And it ended up being one of the most popular, still one of the most popular episodes of my podcast. What I learned from that, and people picked it up and had me come and interview and they were, you know, they had like girls groups and book clubs and they're like, we listened to this episode, come tell us where you were at in that place and da, 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 whatever. And, um, but what I learned from that was that people connect with people beyond the fact that we are professionals. We first, in order to, uh, to, to, to uh, establish trust, you know, we talk about, you know, it's no like and trust when you're talking about business. People want to know you, like beyond the exterior. And you do that when you have the power of storytelling. So the podcast ended up kind of going left. I ended up finding that a lot of my uh, episodes have now been about person, their post- personal narratives. Usually it's something about a lived, you know, a life experience that, you know, Oprah has a book that I absolutely love and it's called What I Know For Sure. So anybody that's listening or watching, I highly recommend her book. What I know for sure, it's a little bitty book. It is incredible. It's nothing but personal narratives. It's just like little one page or maybe the front and back of a piece of paper. You know, it's several personal narratives of whatever her lived experiences were, but she would always summarize it by saying at the end, but what I know for sure is blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever it was from that, whatever was to be learned from that experience. And uh, that's kind of, you know, almost the format of my podcast episodes almost. And anyway, but I have learned over the last couple of years that storytelling is so powerful and it's so important, whether it's on a personal or a professional level. And so I think that if more people would catch on to the authenticity that is connected with storytelling, I think they would grow more personally. And I think they would see their their brand growing more professionally because I think people connect, I know 
people connect with that so much more because at the end of the day, we, though we might be professionals, we are so, we're human at our core, you know, and we can relate on the story that someone has told a lot of times. So I love it that this is something that you are big on, you know, I think it's important work that you're doing. Um, I want to wrap up our time. I want to respect your time. So I, I want to, but tell us if you would leave us, if you have a quote or something that you'd like to kind of drop in our spirits, leave us with to kind of ponder on the rest of our day. Um, is there something that you'd like us to kind of think on or, 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 um, or um, a word of wisdom that you'd like to share? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go back just a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, when I lost my mother in 2012, unexpectedly. And so I resigned for being the executive director over the foundation because it was just too traumatizing for me. In the midst of that, I took a seven year sabbatical. Okay. And so in the midst of that, I wrote letters to myself. Okay. And so the letters to myself were healing. It, it, each day I wrote something to myself to help me heal. And um, I didn't know the letters to myself was healing other people. So the, when I did the letters to myself, I compiled those letters and decided since I have these books, let me send them to my distribution company and let them put it into a book format for me. And um, I was the, in Houston, Texas on vacation and at a pool and I was just doing some editing to the letters and a lady was sitting next to me and she says, oh, hi, you know, I'm from blah, blah, blah. What are you working on? You know, and I said, oh, I'm just, I did some letters to myself. Um, because of healing for my mom. And she was like, well, she said, well, can I see? I said, of course. And so she read the, it was like 25 letters okay. that I wrote to myself. And she said, she started crying. And I said, what? I said, I am so sorry. This is not meant they're healing for me. Yeah. She said, well, they're healing to me too. How much uh, that's what How it's much about. She said, are you selling these? I said, no, I'm not. I'm not selling these. I said, but I do have an extra one because I did it in a PowerPoint, just made a booklet, you know, and I was just wanting to see how it would look uh, if I, you know, decided to share. And I said, I have one in my, my room and I can bring it to you. She says, no, I want to pay for it. I says, no, you're not going to pay for it. This is just a gift. So my mother's, um, I'm, I did an LLC for her and it's called Sharing the Gifts. And that's the name of her logo and her uh, LLC is sharing the gifts. So what I would leave for anyone is that if you dream it and you believe it, do it. And as simple as that, I'm very authentic. And when I meet people, I've been the quiet one in a room where there were business deals being done. And the people, when they left the room, they would come to me. And they say, you were the quiet one. What are your thoughts? And in return, that has been my social capital. Those people trusted me. And in order for the organization to thrive, as long as I was at that organization, they gave. Mm. But what you want to do is set up and position yourself to where when you leave, you leave a legacy. And Absolutely. you want it to be positioned to where someone will transition into that same position, but be able to take the tools that you've left and, and take it to the next level. Yes. So yes. those are the things I would want to just leave with anyone. If you believe it, you dream it, then do it. Oh, I love it. I love that. It's incredible. 
And I think that sometimes people just need a sign, some kind mm -hmm. of confirmation. You know, when you know something's heavy on you and you know that you've been given an assignment um, and you know that, that uh, but you find every reason in the book to not carry it out for what, I'll do it later. No, I'm not good enough. They wouldn't want to read my book. I don't know what I would say, whatever it is. Um, and, you, and I know I've heard people that's been maybe called to the ministry and they say they ran for the, so long. But, when, but there's something that is finally said to them that shakes them a little bit. And they feel it. They feel this conviction. They say, what's for me? Like, you know, and it's something that's been said. Sometimes it makes them stop running or putting this thing off. And I feel like what you just shared is a confirmation for somebody that they know there's something that they've been dreaming up or thinking up. And they just haven't put the pedal to the metal to kind of just put that one foot in front of the other to start doing it. So look, I've seen memes before. They say, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. So if you're looking <laughs> for a sign to get started on whatever that dream is, Michelle has told us, this is it. If you dream it, just do it. And so anyway, we thank you for that. I thank you for coming by and sharing. I have really, really enjoyed just chatting with you um, on and off camera. It has been, and you guys, I want to say this before we close out, please, I encourage you, if you have, if you're on various social media platforms and you have connections that you know you haven't really taken the time to get to know, if you would just be intentional, find one person a week and reach out and just offer a virtual coffee or anything to get to know. I mean, there's just been treasures that I have found in my connections that I have not really connected with before. This has just been such a treat for me. So I thank you again. And you guys that are listening and watching, thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope that you tune in for another episode of the Life Unscripted podcast. But I want you to remember, I love you. God loves you. And I hope that you love you. With that being said, love and light to all of you all. Blessings. All right. It is awesome to listen to my show, but wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own? Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called Is This Thing On? The Super Simple Guide to Planning, Launching, and Scaling Your Podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting 101. So yeah, anyone can launch a podcast. That's the easy part. But not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast, be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby, or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand. Either way, this book, this project is for you. Visit organizedenergy.co slash shop. Again, organizedenergy.co backslash shop. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use 
as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. Again, and as always, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me. That's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you. I remind you that God loves you and I want you to make sure that you love you. Okay, I love you. God loves you. I want to make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I want to make sure that you also have subscribed to the show and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do, okay? I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.